Welcome everyone to another episode of Afrolit. My name is Bobo and again I am here with my beautiful host. Equa, what's going on? Summer is here in New York City. Yes. Finally. I feel it like is you can warm. hear it in our voices. You like can. We sound so much happier. We're so moisturized. <laughs> I know we sound like moisture. <laughs> We sound like moisture. We, we hope we're some moisture to you. But yes, yes I love this episode. I we're do, as always. Um, and I hope this episode has you feeling replenished and moisturized because we're talking about black elitism. Yes. Tea. Very tea. Very, very spicy. That's what I was going to say. I know. Very delicious. <laughs> some Earl Grey tea. Right. You know? So again, yeah, we don't really do long introductions. So let's just jump right into the topic. Let's go. Do you believe, Equa, mm-hmm. that black elitism actually exists to the extent that people really say it does? I do believe it exists. Really? What does I, it look like? Okay. I think it looks... So it it's like a catch-22 mm. because I would love all black people to be elite. You know, just to think oh. of ourselves as an elite Demographic. demographic just you know just as the beings that we are you know like mm. we we carry so much history and stories and it would just be nice for us to carry ourselves as though we have that story and history mm. but so the the aspects that are good or the way that it looks like is like for the example is when you walk into a room and you know you may and i'm sorry let's just (laughs) let's just set a disclaimer if i'm being problematic just at me on twitter man yes equa pm let's go but you walk into a boardroom Mm -hmm. and you see kanye sitting Uh at the head of the table Uh and maybe next to him is some white girl maybe next to him is some white guy Mm -hmm. and then you know a couple seats down is uh quavo from migos (laughs) you know not before he was quavo in migos so just some rapper from atlanta you know Mm -hmm. and um not that there's no shade to rappers but yeah and so (laughs) You you walk in as or I walk in as a black woman and I already sense, okay, I know that Kanye is someone who's of a higher class than this rapper from Atlanta. Why do you feel that way? Or at least for me, I feel that way because of a just demeanor. Like you can kind of sense that he has thought about what he's going to do today what he's going to wear what he's going to say what he like this is a really important meeting we're discussing like he adds a level of weight to this to the conversation we're going to have okay whereas i already kind of and it may be you know (laughs) misconceived misconceptions or whatever yeah or actually, I want to change my example. I want to change my example to Oprah. Okay. So I see so Oprah. Kanye, yeah. So not Kanye. Oprah. So not Kanye. So okay. Oprah. And so already, of just her history, her background, her her weight, yeah. whatever. And then we see this guy. I mean, of course, I'll acknowledge him. Yeah. And like, 
listen to what he has to say. But I know if at the end of the day we were going to make a decision... It would mo- I would most likely probably agree with what Oprah has to say. Okay. S- yes. Follow up, lead up question. Yes. Is that a class thing? Is it because Oprah has more money than Quavo? Mm. Or is it, what is it? I think it's a mixture of it. I think it's yeah. a mixture of the fact that we've seen her make, or we believe we've seen her make decisions in the past. You know, she chose to leave like TV and like start her own channel. So like making those really monumental decisions and like being the force front and breaking those barriers are really important. Whereas I feel like, and she has the money that comes along with that. Yeah. And whereas I feel like Quavo has not yet transcended into that space of philanthropy or just being is that a time thing because Quavo's only been here for five minutes Oprah's been maybe here yeah it or may it, be, it may I mean it may as well be and I yeah. I mean of course I've heard stories of them like really being influential in Atlanta and again I do think that and then there's also this sense of when it comes to black elitism just to add into that question too yeah. there's a lot of like unknown black people that are rich that we don't, you know, like doctors, mm. like they may not be Bill Gates rich, but they're doing, they're doing well. You know, I recently just watched like randomly this movie on Netflix with Chris Rock. Yeah. And he's portraying this role of being like a rich physician who can, or neurologist, excuse me. And he like stays at the Mandarin Oriental mm. and like, you know, just living like a very luxury-esque life, life yeah. you know? So I feel like there's also that elitism in the in the day-to-day. Like, I think we experience actually more elitism than we experience classism in our day-to-day. Ooh, because what's the difference between elitism so and in classism? So, in my opinion, elitism yeah. is this is this ideology, or black elitism is this ideology of black people mm. who have money, who are of status, yeah. being and carrying themselves as an elite human being or an elite, so above norm, you know? So, like, on a pedestal. Whereas classism is, like, you can't really... Sometimes you can't choose which class you're in. Like, you know, there's the old age tale of, like, you're born into... You, you're born into a rich family, born into a poor family. You know, like, you can't really choose that sometimes mm. so i think that's just like a standard just uh grouping so like okay. whatever class you're is whereas like elitism is actually a choice okay i would agree to you because for me i feel like the difference between classism yeah and what is how do you is, feel yeah i feel like elitism is psychological it's mm. purely um in the mind right of the mind whereas classism is material it's tangible mm-hmm. And, I mean, you can, not to say that, like, you can't choose to be whatever income bracket you want to be in. But, yeah, classism is of the flesh, whereas elitism is of... I can be homeless and still see myself as an elite person. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, just, like, to give context to those of you guys listening, like, that's actually what we're talking about. Not so much classism, but elitism. But also, like, how they intersect. So, because I want to build on your scenario. Yes, the scenario I painted. We're in the boardroom. So, you're in a boardroom, and you now have Oprah 
and Cardi B. Okay. And they both have equal weight in the final decision. Mm-hmm. Like, both of them, maybe you guys are coming up with a show, mm-hmm. you're pitching a Something, show. Something, anything, yeah. it doesn't and both matter. both of them are executive producers. At one, when you walk into the room, do you respect one more than the other? Knowing that they have equal <laughs> weight. They're, they're oh, so you know that they're both yeah, their opinions. Yeah, you know that Cardi B and oh, Oprah okay. in this decision have equal weight. Do you feel compelled to impress one more than the other? And do you feel like you have respect for one more than the other? And why? Boom. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that yeah. there's two scenarios to this because I feel like the moment you don't know yeah. if we're being very real you're going to respect Oprah more when uh, you walk into the room why. when you don't know but yeah. that's I'm walking into the room and I just see Oprah I just see Cardi B I'm yeah. respecting Oprah more why? why Why? do we have that's if I more? don't know but yeah. if I do know of course I'm going to respect and treat them most definitely the same so way I want to stick on when well, we don't, don't know. know so when we don't know, what does Oprah have outside of obviously like she's richer, but that's because of time. That's because of time. I think there's a level, and I talk we talk about this like privately a lot too. <laughs> there's a level of eloquence that yeah. just comes with how you articulate. And for me, I love Cardi B. This yeah. will not change how much she is, like how important she is to the to culture you. to me. Word. But when it comes to speaking eloquently, my G. She does not have it. She doesn't have Every it. Every word after a word is cursing. Like, how do you ye- feel about that? I, I mean, I does personally, I know, in a way, yeah. Wow. Just because, be, it's just because we haven't seen someone like her, yeah, get to the level that she has. So in our minds, we have this preconceived notion of what an artist who's who's like topped billboards is supposed to Mm. act like and talk like and all that stuff and because she obviously doesn't fit into that caliber at all we our minds are kind of like we don't know how to place her you know like we don't know where to place we don't know what to so immediately we just give her a negative connotation like oh yeah she's ghetto but like it's fine you know and I think the beauty is that she embraces that Right. So like she embraces the fact that That's she's her brand. yeah she's she's okay with the fact that she's ghetto she's okay or how people think that she's ghetto she's okay with the fact that people you know that she shops at Fashion Nova and wants yeah. to shop at Fashion Nova and all these good things but when it comes to speaking let's just keep it at the speaking eloquently and now we're in front of board members and others who are used to the uh, used to a woman like Oprah okay. right. So why it's does it difficult. Matter, it's why do why does why is speaking eloquently even because that's the a, only a respectable. That's the way that, that we commute. I know. I feel like it's partially because of how we. Commu- I mean, this is we've yeah. been communicating through speech for like I don't know how long. I mean, maybe we'll transcend and now yeah. we'll just speak through our minds. But like. I think because of how we've been speaking for so long, or maybe not even Mm -hmm. us as black people, but just how, like, white people, yeah, society as a whole has been speaking and what has deemed respectable and not. Yeah. It's difficult to let go 
of certain scenarios. Yeah. You know, I feel like it, again, like you said, it's an ideological thing. It's something that can be unlearned. Mm. But if we're talking like I go into this boardroom tomorrow, this is probably, this is how I, or I go into this boardroom right now. Yeah. This is definitely how I'm going to, I'm going to be like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, she's, you know, Cardi B's here. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to do the AAA with Cardi, but like Oprah. Okay. Thank you so much. This is a presentation. (laughs) You see, like, but it's, it's, it's still the question, because I agree with you, yeah, I'll engage with Cardi B differently than, than I would I, engage with Oprah. And if we're being just 100% honest, I'd be able to relate more to Oprah than I would to Cardi B. But I think personally, there's not one that I respect more than the other. Like, we're keeping it really... G- so I know earlier on we were talking about swearing. And you were yeah. saying for you, like, that sort of discredits a person. Like, when they are just yeah. And for me, like, that's actually, like, not a... I'm so unmoved. Like, whether you're swearing or not. (laughs) If I get what you're saying, I get what you're saying, fam. I just feel like cursing, like, curse words in themselves just carry, like, low vibrations. Like, just low... Why do you feel that way? Just low energy, you know? Because they already... Like, the way that our mouths sound when they make or make a curse word, so, like, fuck or whatever... It sounds like aggressive already, you know. Like you, you know, when you hear mm-hmm. other people, and I, I've noticed this especially when, like, in other languages, when yeah. you hear someone say curse words or whatever, like the language may sound so beautiful or whatever, and yeah. then the moment it turns into like an argument or like cursing at each other, yeah. it you can already feel the aggression. So but it's I like, don't think why? It's always so like, let's you look know? at the word bitch, for example. I feel like it's a noun, it's a verb, it's an adjective, it's so many. Like, if I start my sentence with bitch or, like, bitch, you know, that like, I'm not about to swear yes. at you. It's just, like, emphasis. I, I'm adding I get emphasis. it, you but at the I mean? same time, it's, like, it's also, it's easy, you know? Like, using bitch is so easy. But like, it's, like, it, it, it works. I you know. know. It contextually works. Like, if I text you, bitch, you already know it's tea. Like, you know it's tea. Of course. You know what I mean? But it's Whereas still easy. Whereas if I text you, um, you could eat, my dear You friend. could be, yo, you could be, like, yo. You could be, like, hey. Like, yeah. Yo. Like, you but know, there's so. not the same effect. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Again, it, these are all. I want a question. Like, why These are all very easy. Right, but that's why I want to question our respectability politics because that's what I think. Black elitism is a question of respectability it's true. politics. It's true. Why do we find one thing more respectable than the other, especially within the black community? And I think it's colonialism. 100% it's colonialism. Definitely. I think it's also linked to like media representation too because yeah, I feel like we've seen a certain black woman or man or whatever become successful. Mm. So it's very difficult to like steer yourself out of that. Like some, for example, a lot of people used to watch, um, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. And so Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv yeah. for a long time, uh, like Uncle Phil, he's always been like a heavy set, light skinned dude. Yeah. And Aunt Vib was like a dark skinned, skinny black woman. Yeah. And then a couple seasons later, they changed her to be a light skinned, kind of heavy, you know, like yeah. cute, but not too tall. Because Aunt Viv, the first one was tall, you mm. know, she was a tall woman. Whereas the, like, the last one 
wasn't you know so they changed how she was kind of perceived and i feel like that again translated into who is allowed to be um respected at least in the black community i think you know and i think it's we're living in a time which is beautiful where a lot of what we think or who needs to be respected or who deserves respect and who yeah. doesn't is getting shifted because we're seeing people who we thought we respect. Mm. So, like, I mean, the person that's coming to my mind is, like, Nate Turner of, like, um, that slave movie. I forgot the name. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, the fact that he, like, raped a girl. Mm. You know, he looks respectable. It's like, oh, my God, what? But it's, the, it's yeah. not, you know? Or, like, Kevin Hart, like, cheating on his wife. Yeah. And it's like, wait, we're supposed to respect him, but it's not. But then it's like, Cardi B is winning billboard you know or like um who else am i thinking of or someone like keilani who has like tattoos on her face yeah is like touring asia and like australia you know so it's just like all these women who are killing it who may not fit into what we deem as beautiful i mean or respectable you know are winning And and killing it which i think is great i just think I mean, there's two things to this, though. Yeah. Because I do, like, I do, and I've always been fascinated by, like, bro culture. So, like. <laughs> you said this before. You know, because I don't know. I, I guess, I don't know. I guess like it's just bros. a fascination because it's just, like, I know, like, I would, n- I'm never going to be a part of that type of, like, community. Yeah. So, it's just, like, you know, I, I want to get my binoculars out and just watch them because. The bros. It's just so interesting because, like, there's this certain aesthetic that all bros have, have. Like the salmon the bo- pants and the, the boat salmon shoes. pants and the boat shoes and the you know the oxford yeah. you know it's kind of like the uniforms that we wear Facts. back at home so i do think that like when a guy and i feel like there's even the girl version of yeah. like the more tennis preppy outfits when someone is wearing that you inherently maybe not you personally but i know that for me i would probably approach you know i would probably like gauge that they are more respectable or like i could tolerate them i mean of course the moment i get to know them i'll decide otherwise Mm. versus someone who's wearing like pants sagging low and like uh you know g-unit t-shirt like I'm gonna be more like apprehensive, you know. Like I'll engage with them. Like yeah. they could be cool, but, but a level on site, yeah. There's a level of like, okay, like I'm just gonna turn up with this. You know, I'm not gonna engage yeah. really with this there's no person. There's no gravity. Interesting. To me, I feel like there's a freedom in. The people like Cardi B, like the people like Cardi mm. B's and the Kehlani's, I find them so much more compelling than people like Yara Shahidi. Mm. And I know that Yara Shahidi, will lit, she will lead an easier life because she's the respectable Negro. Of course. She is part of the black elite. She's Harvard educated and she's rich and she's mixed. And she, you know, like she, she takes all of the boxes of like black elitist mm, respectable yeah. Negro. Cardi B does not, or like Kehlani with like the tattoos on her face. And to me, I, if I was in a room with Cardi B and Yara Shahidi, I'm gonna go hang out with Cardi B because I feel like there's a freedom that she represents. 
um, because I feel like when you're black, you there's a weight that you have to carry mm. that other races don't, mm. and that's because a white girl can literally there's no like white elitism like that's not a concept, and that's because colonialism doesn't affect white people like. If That's you're white, so you're already the standard. You don't have to be measured by a standard outside right. of yourself. So you don't have to subscribe to anything in order to be respectable. You just are. Mm. But I feel like when you're black, there's an extra added weight and like an extra responsibility that you have to carry on your shoulders. And I just don't, I'm so, t- I can't. Like, I just really feel like, fuck black elitism. Like, mm. let's, if I want to swear right now, that still fundamentally doesn't change who I... If I decide to drop a mixtape, like, I'm still a highly educated, celestial, atmospheric black woman. So it's like, I just... Like, I just want to delete black elitism. Like, to me, doesn't it doesn't apply. I think... I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. I just don't know... Because it's, again, like you said, it's an ideology. It's like... The mental, the mental slavery. Yeah. You know, shout out to Kanye. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, Kanye really, I just anyone don't, who buys into black elitism, it's Kanye. I just think that it's really, it's difficult because it's something that we do amongst ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like white people are like mentally enslaving us. Like we are enslaving ourselves. Like 90% of the time when you walk in with cornrows into the office, it's not going to be the white people who say something to oh, you. Well, it definitely it's is. It's going to be the black people oh, who well, the say white something people are to you. Yeah, they're like, thinking. Oh, with her jailbreak. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, they're, exa- they're not going to say that to you. That's, they just won't hire you. Okay, okay, that's valid. Yeah. But I think that there's a boldness of feeling like, oh, no, we have to make sure that she is okay. You know, like yeah. having that, the fact that we even within our culture have this woman-to-woman talk. You know, it's like, oh, I'm coming to you as a woman. You I know, like it, it's okay. it's very, it's something, I know that it's also a form, it's actually a form of protection, I think. Mm. Like a lot of people use their elitism to hide for maybe the certain truths that they don't want to face. Mm. So, for example, they can hide the fact that maybe they are depressed or they are, you know, dealing with mental illness and they just don't want to address it or talk about it or whatever. So they just Mm. hide behind their money and their symbols and whatever. So, but then I also feel like especially, or you know what, actually amongst a lot of black people, mm. I just feel like there's really no sense of Ubuntu. So, like, yeah, of course, we're going to have <laughs> elitism because people just feel like they can't, you know, like they can just forget about. Well, let's be more specific. You're African. I'm what African. they do. Okay, yes. Do you feel like Africans are elitist towards black Americans? Definitely. And why is that? And I, do you think it's justifiable? Okay, so there's. Wow, there's so many parts. This is so layered. This is so layered, fam. This is so layered. I think that blacks or black Africans are elitist. Mm -hmm. But I think that, again, it's done subconsciously sometimes because Mm. fortunately, unfortunately, we know our roots. Like, we can't deny it. Like, Nigeria. Like, you know, like, we just know. Like, we know where we're from. We know, like, this is, if any, if shit hits the fan, we know where we're going. 
you know okay <laughs> there's that aspect to it too and i used for a long time i used to think like oh that doesn't matter like you know like we've we've overpassed that you know we're all like living in america mm. now you know but it's like there is a whole unlearning or a sense of like longing or like a feeling of belonging that mm. you lack when you don't really know where your roots are from and i think it's become more to light as like african culture has kind of taken over and entered into mainstream in that yeah. Africans are now very proud to say where, what country they're from and whatever, yeah. whereas, you know, or, and then within that, there are African-Americans who don't know, you know, and yeah. then there's that whole, now there's a whole rise of like Ancestry.com and whatever. We don't have to get into that. But yeah. I think there's that's the first step, right? So mm -hmm. like we're coming to this country, we already know where we're from. There's a sense of determination, like we have to make it mm -hmm. because we know where we're from. Like there is no, um, there's no exit plan, I you know? It. It's like do or die kind of situation. And I think that's why we kill it and we do because A, we're already exceptional to have made it here. Yeah. And B, we, don't really have a choice because we understand the predicaments that are happening back in our homelands or home countries or whatever. Mm. And so when we get to this country where, you know, we have that drive, we have that ambition, and now you're being asked to join the <laughs> black... <laughs> The Black I'm Students dead. Union. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. <laughs> a part of you is like, yeah, but then a part of you is like, let me do me and just focus on what I need to do. Okay. And I don't need it's, to. It's okay to not. I don't think mingle. that it's okay. I think that there's. I understand that it is a choice, though. Yeah. So you can Fact. choose not to mingle. If that is your choice, yeah. don't... I think it has to go both ways. Like, if you expect... If you're not going to come and, like, be a part of the community, then yeah. don't really expect African-Americans to have your back like that, too. I think, yeah. You know, like, there's... The why. Like, are you choosing not to mingle because you feel like you are above? Or you okay, choose not to mingle true. because you feel like you have shit to do and you're not mingling with anyone anyway. I mean, I think it's it always inherently comes down to the why, but I think a lot of yeah. the times the why may be the latter. Like you said, like, I'm not hanging out with anyone, but mm. then African-Americans or other black people will just take it as, oh, you know, he doesn't care about us. He's never come to the meetings. He doesn't, yeah. you know, he's not even in Black Students Union. Like, who cares about him, you know? So it's kind of like it's difficult to separate the people who decide like oh okay yeah. but how do you feel how does black elitism translate i know it, it for is for african it is i mean you. i am african and i think just by virtue of having lived in a bunch of different places that's and real having, we are third culture kids yeah we yeah. are third culture kids I don't think it's possible for me to see anyone as beneath me on a cultural... I might see you beneath me if you're literally just trash. Like, if you are literally a serial killer and, like, a pedophile, then, like... Mm. Even then, fa anyway, let me not get problematic. Whoa. But, like... <laughs> you know, like, if you're racist... Even if... Yeah, I won't get problematic, yeah. but... 
I just think it's hard for me to see someone as beneath me. I think I generally do navigate the world and see, like, whether you're Oprah or you're homeless, like, we're on the same level, fam. Like, we are... We're just, like, all just trying to figure... Like, all of this is an an illusion anyway. Like, none of this is real. (laughs) So... What is, like, how can I be above you? How can you be above me? Like, we just all live in our own bubbles of reality. It just doesn't matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it doesn't matter? It just, it doesn't. Like, it's either I fuck with you or I don't. So therefore, I'll hang out. But I don't think, like, I can look at a demographic of people and say that because you may or may not be connected to... um your ancestry or your DNA through like geography you're less than I don't know I just think even those constructs are imagined so how can I say Mm. like what difference does it make to me and my identity if I know where my roots are versus if I don't you know what I mean I think it makes a difference how can you be beneath me and even if you so also there's another so I was on a panel for the grapevine and we were talking about Black yeah. Panther and someone had mentioned that, you know, it brought up an interesting conversation. And we talked about this also on Afrolick yeah. between Africans and African-Americans. And there was a girl on the panel. She's black American. She identifies as just American. Um, and she was saying that as far as her ancestry and history goes, she identifies her lineage is from chattel slave chattel slavery because that's where she can, like that's the only thing that she knows to identify with mm. and she does not identify with africans in any way because she doesn't know africa and her descendants as far as she knows are have derived from chattel slavery in mm-hmm. america and like that's so for her those are her roots her roots are slavery wow. and i know it's it's an interesting I know not everyone is going to agree with her as a black American, but as far as she's concerned, those are her roots and those are her origins. And I still don't see her as any, if for me, I know that those are not my roots and, you know, <laughs> I stemmed from like a lineage of kings and royalty. Kings and royalty. <laughs> and you F say language. That, I know. <laughs> but it's and real. Which is like fact. Yeah. Like, right, I can facts. trace back my ancestors and they were royal. And for her, she's like, no, my ancestors were slaves. I still don't think that she's beneath me. I still respect her as much as I respect my Kenyan. Like, I don't. Because what difference does it make? I think I'm not that's you. But I don't think as a society, like, if a girl, (laughs) if a girl straight up told me that her, she identifies that her roots are in slavery. Yeah. Like, that's so sad. Like, I'm sad for though? you. But she's not sad. Like, she's okay. I mean... Why are you I, sad? I'm sad because it's like, that's a harsh... That's deep. Like, do you think about that all the time? Like, I don't even know where to start with that, fam. Like, thank God. Like, I don't even have to think about that because I wouldn't but even I mean, know where to think. I think, again... But I mean, look at it now. She now benefits from American exceptionalism. We don't. So there's so many, like, what difference does it make, fam? I think for me, I just wish that, I guess where I have problems, because we can always, like, dissect how black elitism kind of 
the role that it plays in our societies. But I think we should identify at least the problems that we have with it specifically Mm -hmm. and why we have those problems. I think for me, the biggest problem I have with black elitism is that the people who define or believe that they are elite do, because they see themselves as elite, they feel like they don't have to do anything for other black people. That's why I was talking about the Ubuntu. And like they may even go so far to help white people in like, and like kind of destroy their own, if that makes any sense, to just have a seat with the white guy or like at that table, you know? So when I was reading about black elitism, there was this, um, I believe there was this doctor that like wanted to run tests on like black bodies mm. and like approached this reverend and yeah the reverend like endorsed this guy and said yeah this guy is doing like great like research and may mm. and maybe the reverend didn't get all the information like I don't understand but it's like he was cut a deal by that white doctor yeah. so like that was partially part of the reason why he wanted to make sure like his community especially his parish were like mm-hmm. going to that doctor and like doing the test and whatever and it ended up like they ended up finding out that he, they were running some like crazy like tests on them and that okay. these women were getting sick and whatnot and so they you know they live with that they live with that truth and i mean we can even bring it closer to us like the fact that there's so many corrupt leaders in Africa when they were at this, they were literally a part of the freedom fighters fighting against colonialism. And then the moment that they get land, it's like, okay, fuck (laughs) everybody. My family and me are about to dominate, you know, like we're not doing anything. So it's like they're perpetuating this colonial cycle that they fought against, you know? So it doesn't make, I think that's what bothers me so much. Mm. It's because, you now have all the tools for us to not, as as black people or even as Africans or even as Kenyans, yeah. we have all the tools to just forget, or not really forget everybody, but just focus on ourselves and like make our country to be exceptional, but yet we just choose to like... <laughs> eat um, alone you know and like not help and not do anything that's sustainable or even just like build an infrastructure that allows people to like live well and not be struggling to find water the fact that we in 2018 there's people who still have to walk like two or three miles to get to a well of water blows my mind when bill gates and all these people or maybe not bill gates bill gates is a bad example but like I don't know, like Cyril yeah. Ramaphosa, like he has yeah. like I don't know how much money, and there's people in South Africa who are walking to get water. Like it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me because it's yeah. like, don't you even like capitalism want to make just like your own country better so that yeah. you look good? Like we'll give you all the praise and we'll say that you did it. Yeah, like I just I just so that's that's I think the biggest problem that I have with elitism because like or black elitism, is that you feel like you are so, you're so out of touch from, like, another man's reality that you, A, you don't even see, yeah, you don't even see it, so therefore you don't, you feel like you don't even have to care about it, and because you don't even care about it, then, like, it's just going to perpetually, like, you'll just keep getting richer, and they'll just keep getting poorer. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Do you think money changes people? 
I know this sounds like such an obvious art, but like, let's really think about I, it, guys. There's I think ch- it changes your behavior. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and I brought up the example of the fact that you can decide like, okay, for the next year, I'm never going to ride the subway. Yeah. You know? But has that changed you fundamentally as a person? I think it will, maybe not immediately, but it will because... Let's say after that year, now you have to get back on the subway. You're kind of yeah. like, I don't want to do this. It's dirty. It's weird. And your 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 um approach and your perspective to the subway isn't gonna be as welcoming open. and yeah. open as it once was because you were just so you had you didn't have, a you didn't have a choice but b like yeah. you just didn't see. I guess no. Let me rephrase my question. If class didn't exist, if there was no such thing as rich or poor, there's no such thing as money. There's no such thing as capitalism. Would there be a black elite? Hmm, wow. You know? Wow. Because I actually think they still would. Oh, you still think there would? I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I really think they Cause would. Because I feel like we base our... Because, again, like, a lot of black elites base their elitism off of the fact that they have things more money, more money and, but they have things so it's like they're driving the range rover yeah they're going to that certain golf club that like michelle obama and them go to they're dining at art balls and uh face facts. africa galas they're doing certain activities that they that the average black isn't doing so because I of those you. symbols they feel like I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to do anything. Or I can be abusive to my wife because I don't, you know, like, I'm who I am. I'm it. Right. Yeah. No, but, like, look at Africans and black. Look at that, the tension between Africans and black Americans. Mm -hmm. An African will come from the village. Right. Land in New York, be living in a cardboard box, but still feel like I can't fuck with you. Like <laughs> I know. <laughs> Y'all are, literally, you are both you in can't. the same cardboard box. Both of you. In the same building, living in the same cardboard box. That's why. They, and I feel like that's not a class thing. I think it's like, I'm African and, and you are. You know what I mean? I know. And I, like, I just feel like people just always find a reason I know. to feel better than. I know. It's just or like to separate. There's two parts to it. I feel like for black people, we've never had that experience of like, oh, I'm better than like whites. It's just trying to be like white people, honestly, if we're being very honest. Interesting. Like I equate it to that because mm. that too, because I feel like you get to now oppress, you know, yeah. in a way. I think black men love that. I oh, that's a black male thing. It they, definitely is. Ooh, black and men love elite. Open. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Especially on a black women's aesthetics. Let's They'll discuss. be the most elite. It's like, oh, but that color doesn't grow from your head. Why do? Why does a black man who looks like Chief Keef... Actually, Chief Keef, Chief, Chief, Chief Keef himself. You are Chief Keef. But you will not date a dark-skinned woman with kinky hair. Fam, you you have jail braids. You have jail braids. When was the last time you oiled your scalp? You smell like stew. Your hair literally smells like a foot. But you won't date Lupita. You have the audacity (laughs) to be... To open your crusty ass <laughs> lips and talk shit about Lupita, but you are chief. Keep your your 
with your smelly balls. Literally, this he has not showered. Extra. You have not showered in a month. You have two dollars to your name, fam. <laughs> and we'll you be like, nah, my girls go have. My girl needs go to have that straight. That, that, that good, good hair. That good. My that, girl needs to be. Light. I mean, now I will say it has kind of changed because of the natural hair <laughs> movement. Like they're okay. Like good hair is now like whatever is like <laughs> no, curly. Black men still. Like that I feel like a, a chief curly mom hangs his hangs her wig on the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> she has jail braids, fam. I don't understand. But chief will only. I think the date most the one that I've, I encounter day to day. Like I don't encounter the chief Keith men. Thank God I don't. I don't even see them. Well, I don't know on them. Twitter, yeah. But I not on my timeline. Thank <laughs> God. But. The guy that I always interact is like, nah, you know, like, I don't care, like, if a wig or weave, but make sure it's, like, the color that grows from your head. Like, don't make it, like, blonde or red. Why, you know, why are you doing, like, is it Halloween? Like, why are you wearing different colors? And it's like, am I not allowed to have style? Literally. Am I not allowed to flex? do they in have my that aesthetic. same energy for Kylie Jenner? Why can Kylie Jenner have That's 15 so different wigs, but she was never ghetto? 15 different wig colors. And it's a wig, guys. It is a in wig. In the space of 10 days. But she has never been called ghetto. When, let's talk about when has Kylie ever been called ghetto? I have time. Let's wait. Someone please tell me. I mean, we'll never... I don't think we'll ever escape the fact that she just has... You know, she's a white woman. So, like, she but has exactly that my point. She has that policy. She has that allowance, whereas someone like Lupita, if she were to wear a, green a wig, wig, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's, you yeah, know? I mean, I will say, though, like, I think for me, even within the colors, like, yellow, red, green, like, I, not that I understand, not that any person should make a comment about it, but I can understand that okay that is jarring like i didn't expect that (laughs) you know i'm allowed to act surprised (laughs) when i see it (laughs) but but don't call me ghetto because exactly or like even like block like if you can see that it's done in a stylistic way that it can like it looks like like for example like jackie jackie aina on youtube her blonde wigs like it looks so nice you know what i mean like who cares if that color doesn't grow from her head yeah. naturally or not? Like, it actually looks nice. I feel you. And she makes it look good. So it's like, why Why is that a problem to you? Yeah. And it's like, oh, but look, Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington doesn't wear, like, she wears sweeves, but they're black, like, the hair that grows. And it's like, what? What does that have to do with me, though? Like, what does that have to do Oh, you don't do love yourself me? if you're wearing blonde wigs. You don't love yourself How? if you're... You why why don't you want to be natural? Why do you want to be basic? Why do I have to remain basic? It's very interesting. Yet they still don't want the basic because if they do see yeah. you natural, it's like no no no. But like nah, she gotta <laughs> have that good, good head. head. Get out of my met. Get out of my DMs. But so to really understand <laughs> with black elitism, do you ever feel? that it'll end you yeah it will end no because i feel like as human beings we are 
we naturally want to compartmentalize everything. We want, mm, it's true. you know, we want to create hierarchies and we want to create little nice, mm-hmm. you know, labels for everything yeah. to fit into. So whether, even if we demolish capitalism tomorrow, even if we demolish class and race and sex and gender and we just start from scratch, people will find a way to be like, I'm better because because of I don't know because you are infertile and I am not now I'm better you know like mm, people will find that's a true. way like they will yeah. I know it's crazy I was reading this book and they were saying 99.999999 percent <laughs> of us is exactly the same the differences between us as human beings is literally like zero point zero 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 zero. You're kidding. Yeah. And that that <laughs> tiny little percentage is what we all fight about. <laughs> Isn't that wild? That like, is wild. That is literally Really? Literally. The difference uh, nah, I'm like, not like these whites. <laughs> I'm not like no. these uh uh-uh. no. I refuse. I'm not I refuse. Be at peace with white people. <laughs> I am at peace with white people, but I'm but not like them. Why okay, why do you think what makes you different? Outside of aesthetics, what is actually different? I just feel like God, you I'm know. Dead. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so she's a black supremacist, okay, Malcolm X. I, no, I, I love you. the I love the whites. I love I, my pastor's white. No, I'm like my <laughs> my best friend is white. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, oh I think God. I think it's just because it, you know there's that whole Neanderthal theory. So, anyways, whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think even despite like if that's true, T. Then, like, I still feel like the theory still holds. Wow. It still holds. Nah, nah, I'm not a Neanderthal. I'm, I'm dead. not a Neanderthal, I'm though. Dead. I'm, dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. But, yeah, guys. I think black elitism, as you said, it's a construct. Mm-hmm. It's something that we have to constantly check ourselves and unlearn. And I think mm-hmm. one of the best ways to start thinking about it is just asking yourself like amongst the black people that you respect like why you mm. respect them yeah you know no like literally why your yeah responsibility, all your politics like why yeah and just from that if you don't like the why then you can just stop yeah which and is I also feel interesting like ultimately whether or not you believe you're elite you're right so <laughs> if, it That's doesn't matter yeah if you <laughs> <laughs> literally you're right. homeless <laughs> and you think that you are the shit you think you're a god like you are correct fam <laughs> or if you're not if you're not homeless and you if you're a billionaire but you, you think you're not elite you're still right either way it doesn't matter guys like pick a side and just roll with it like i've decided that i think i'm elite because i just i just love myself and because I think right. I love, but it's like that doesn't mean that I think I'm better than anyone. It just means that's I how I see myself. Are you my okay? Last question: Are you okay with people believing that you're better? They think that you're better than them because sometimes it's not well, really about you. Yeah. So it's like, are you okay with them thinking that? I have to be okay with it okay. because people will always think trash. That like there are people who probably think I'm trash as a whole. Okay. And I'm cool with it because okay. like I can't live for you. Either way, fam. <laughs> even if I try to edit myself. 
Yeah. So that everyone does, someone will find. So, like, what does it matter? Like, right. literally, what does it matter? Right. People are going to think I'm trash. People are gonna think I'm. I think there are people who think I think I'm better than everyone, and I just don't care. Okay. Because like that's their reality. Mm, that's real. Your opinion has nothing to do with me, whether it's a good or bad one. Very true. So I'm cool with it. And Let's all love ourselves. Love yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. And on that note, I know this has been very real. Let us it know what really you think has. about black elitism. Shout out to the homegirl that DM'd Bobo about this topic. I know. And you can listen to us on um, iHeartRadio Talk, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher Radio and anywhere else they have podcasts. So stay tuned, y'all. You can follow us on Twitter as well to continue the conversation with the hashtag AfroLit. So stay tuned for next week.